Yeah. We'll see what happens. All right. Hi, welcome to Talking About Trek. We are uh, two Star Trek fans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like a dating profile. We're two, we're two Star Trek yes. Welcome back to Talking About Track. You're here with Sam. Hello. And me, I'm Pete, I'm your host. Uh, this week, we are delving into another episode of Star Trek and deciding if it's bad, weird, or both, and seeing where it goes on our table of bad, weird, or both episodes. And finally, Sam, finally we are delving into Deep Space Nine. Finally. It's, been, it's gone off lightly so far. It's gone off very lightly, but it is, it is the best. That kind of makes sense, because it, I think it is the best of... It is, it is harder to get a bad, uh, like a true... A truly bad episode of DS9, I guess. Yeah. But, like, we found one. <laughs> oh. oh, boy, boy, did we find one. And I think, I think like, maybe just to, to start this, uh, just, just, a, just a question which, you know, might be related, might be not, Sam, but have you ever uh, been stuck playing a game <laughs> that you didn't want to play? <laughs> Would you say, in your life? <laughs> um, I have played a game of... Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> for, for uh, longer than I would have. I know why you said this. <laughs> I know, I know why I, I remember playing a game of Dungeons and Dragons that I thought was going to be around an hour and took around <laughs> well, what felt what felt like my entire life. Oh my god! That I think was it, it was during that. it was during the pandemic, oh, and uh, yeah. and we were playing it virtually. And oh well, me and Pete were. I, I was also playing like, this well, game. We were both playing it, but we'd never played Dungeons and Dragons before. Or, yeah, or really since. So the, I think the specific one that you're referencing, Sam, was the episode where we had the guest DM in, yeah. who was like someone's mate, and he wanted us to do like a fight, but he made the fight really hard, and we were like really amateur, and like we were just in this fight for like hours. Yeah, it was just like four or four. Or- Three to four hours of yeah. just D&D fighting. fighting, and it was so boring. Just waiting for our turn of like seven people, and everyone's new, yeah. so like you, it's taking like 20 minutes between turns. No one cared. And um, yeah, it just, it just went on and on and on, and I never thought, I don't know why, didn't you watch a film? <laughs> no, I, no, no, I actually, you know what's really funny? Yeah. I watched Voyager. Did you? Yeah, I put an episode of Voyager on in the background because I was so bored. Oh, I was so bored. I, I, I wanted to just... I don't know why I didn't just be like, I'm busy now. Yeah. And leave. But I didn't leave. But I just, so just, I kept, mean, just, just kept playing. And there was this, and there was one guy that was like perennially dialing in. Like, he like, not like, he wasn't like there, like, <laughs> like on Zoom. Yeah. He'd like call in <laughs> on, on Zoom yeah. or like a really bad reception. Like he was like walking down a road somewhere and like he just called in. I can't, he, and you could never hear him. You could never hear what was going he on. He didn't want to be there. And then like every now and then someone would be like, well, it's your turn. And he'd be like, oh, is it? I uh, I do fireballs. Well, what, what spells do I have? And they were like, this. <laughs> he'd be like, all right, well, I'll do that one. And they'd be like, you failed. And he was like, all right, then. <laughs> it, was um, gen- it, was, it was, you know. I mean, okay, but we did have we did have fun. No, we did. And, and like, I will say, this was the only time where it was, like, really not not This good. one, this one I session. We, I think we all agreed. And I've just got to ask you, Sam, because I need the listeners to know this. Uh, what was your D&D character? <laughs> My D&D character was... Uh, it was really. I had this. I had this quite left field notion. I was like, I'll create a really interesting character, and my character was a gnome that was a tr- that was a tree, 
And a wizard had turned the tree into a gnome as a sort of um, sexual slave, as a, as a sort, of, sort of thing. And the problem was, is that whilst I thought that was quite a, you know, left field, interesting choice, it's very hard to know how a tree would react. <laughs> would feel. In, or would feel. Anything. Or do in any situation. So it was hard to really get into a character of a tree. I think he did well. Um, so I thought he would be a psychopath. You were very angry, so a lot of the time. Yeah. you just really wanted to be a tree. I really again. wanted to be a tree. You just wanted to be a tree. Yeah, I, that was my motivation. To all the game. <laughs> I just wanted to be a tree. That was, and um, I was a. I was basically a. Oh, you, had, you had a better. You had a better character. Well, no, your character was great. I thought. No, I thought your character was better. You. you uh, what you, was your character called? I, I never. He never had a name. He never had a name, of course, because he was a tree. He so. was a tree. Trees yeah. don't have names. Uh, my, my character was uh, Braggity Big Mount. Yeah. And he was a... Which sounds like a sort of, I don't know, slightly euphemistic. Yeah, and also, I didn't realise that until ages later. (laughs) I didn't mean it in any way. Bragging about your big mouth. Yeah, I didn't didn't realise, until like, like, I'd say like a year afterwards, I was like, oh yeah, that's a euphemism. I actually genuinely didn't realise, I meant that at all. Um, But yeah, so he was essentially, he was a halfling rogue, and he essentially... Uh, worked for like as an Amazon delivery driver but like in the D&D world so it was like a postal service and like they were like sworn to, to like deliver their posts sort of ways they died and stuff yeah uh, and they got killed that was it wasn't it like this company would kill you yeah if, if you didn't if you didn't deliver it yeah yeah and I was like trying to escape the company and like I got like there was a there was a moment when like a witch like took over one of my eyes and like I had like eye patch for a while, and basically, I think the the, the long the short story of this is you and I just fucked around loads yeah. in this, like yeah, especially yeah. you and I, yeah. like other people too. But like we would just go into we play D and D by just like going into a situation and messing around immediately. There was there was one Being particular a bit of a wild card. yeah no, exactly. <laughs> there was one particular moment where uh, you and I were in a lighthouse and there was a green heart, and we remember and we both ate the green heart immediately. I think it was meant to be for something. And then, and then uh, the, the dungeon master it. put it there for like something. Like we were meant to do something with it, and so instead we just ate it. And then we had to be like, we were like encumbered, and we had to like carry it around for like a session because yeah. we were like. But then we didn't have to. Do, yeah, we didn't do it. Drugs. We basically didn't do anything. For yeah. <laughs> we should play D and D again though at some point. Let yeah. me do a podcast on that. Yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you what. This is one of the in a long line of traditions of uh, game episodes of Star Trek. This is the DS Nine entry. Um, well. Can I just say from the outset yeah. that I despise <laughs> And And I, I mean that. I really, when I yeah. use the word despise, I really mean <laughs> I absolutely... You had a bad time. I, yeah. I don't know whether it was the mood I was in. Yeah. Because also, for, for context, when did you watch this episode? I watched it this morning at 8am. <laughs> so I got up, because I didn't really have that much time. So I got up at 8am, I turned it on, I was a bit tired. <laughs> and I watched it expecting I something I don't know what I was expecting but oh at least for at least redeeming so little time for this episode shit it was just it was just so boring are we, are we being are we am I I don't know is this is this too preemptive well yeah let's not go into it let's, let's, get there, there, let's, get there, let's get there but um yeah I think well okay so just just for maybe some context around this yeah. uh, at the 2016 50th anniversary um, convention in Las Vegas yeah Star Trek fans voted this the worst Deep Space Nine episode I can believe that and the eighth worst ever I can believe that too yeah so this is like a this is like a a renowned this shit is, episode this of Star is, Trek this is up there as yeah. being one of the one of the and I, I think that's interesting because this episode isn't uh, some episodes of Star Trek, I mean, I think we, may, we haven't said it yet, but like, we're not going to do like the ones that are just 
like problematic because that's not fun. They're not bad and weird. They're just like we shouldn't be a thing. Well, you, and, like, yeah. so we're not doing those episodes. We're and not those, doing like Code of Honor. Code of Honor else, because yes, it's absolutely yeah. horror, horrifying. Yeah, nor, exactly. Nor does it make a good uh, podcast. Podcast for exactly. us to joke about. Yeah, we, we 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 all know that that <laughs> those are the worst episodes of Star Trek, and like we you know we're not going to include them because we just don't want to talk about them in because it's like. Yeah. just not fun it's just yeah. horrendous yeah. Um, bad and weird like, or racist isn't a good bad podcast. weird or racist it's exactly. not a good podcast and like the fact that this episode isn't like problematic in any way it's just bad it's bad it's just it's just a, it's just a bad historic episode and it gets to eighth on that scale yeah. just through that not for any other reason is oh, really interesting yeah. it must be real bad it's real bad um, but I think like so a bit of context about history for this episode because this like this trope. This is a Star Trek trope. The game thing is a trope that gets lost over time. So in newer Star Trek, this just doesn't happen anymore. But in TOS, TNG, and then in this one episode of DS Nine, get the game thing is a thing. So like in TOS, um, you have the episode The Squire of Gothos, which is basically the the prelude to Q coming in in TNG. It was like the, the idea of Q before Q. Oh, yeah. So it's like this guy who takes the TOS crew and like messes with them, and like they're in a game and they can't get out. So same as this. There's a few other episodes in TOS. There's one where gladiators, and it's the same thing. And there's one where they're like in a war, but everyone actually dies, but it's a game uh, in TOS. And then obviously in TNG, you've got the game, the which game. is the, uh, a great, which we'll get to at some point. <laughs> <laughs> we, should, we should get to it. We will get to the episode. Ash, Ashley Judd's Ashley Judd. Ashley, Ashley Judd in the episode. What's yeah. her name? Robin. Robin. She's got her rules for. Uh... You remember that? She's got for, her rules for for, for like dating. No, she's just got all these rules. You know, oh right, that. yeah, 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 yeah. We're Robin's rule number thirty-four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, the, like the rules of acquisition. Yeah, Brassley Judd. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, this is a a long-running thing in Star Trek, and this is like, because this is the tenth ever episode of Deep Space Nine. So I think at this point, the the writers are trying to make Deep Space Nine feel Star Trekky. Yeah, because it's a different thing. So they're trying to like bring it back occasionally, and I think that's what they're doing. I think that's why they did this episode. I've got to say. The opening isn't bad. So oh, the, no, so the opening was good. Yeah, so the opening, it, you know, and it's a classic DS9 episode. You, you, we open on uh, Cisco's quarters. Cisco and Jake are in their quarters. Uh, the captain's in his dress uniform, and he thinks it's a little baggy, but Jake tells him uh, baggy is fashionable and beige. Uh, and Cisco asks why he knows this, and he says the reason is girls. So we have this, like, kid Jake. He's, like, growing up. It's like immediate and this is why DS9 is the best Star Trek. Immediate character development that's actually good, yeah. and also the actors are good at doing it. And it just makes sense. Good writing, you know. Um, Jake says that Nog has been giving him advice on girls and Cisco is horrified. Uh, and says this is really bad and they should have their own chat. Um, uh, he, then, he then explains why he's in dress uniform. So it's because uh, DS9 are making first contact with a new Gamma Quadrant species called the Wadi. And like, I think it's kind of weird that the Wadi are coming to Deep Space Nine to make first contact in the first place. Yeah. Because usually start, the Federation go to the planet. But I guess because they're, it's a space station, they couldn't do that in the show. And they had to have to define, define yeah, I guess. Yeah. But like, even though it's kind of weird. Yeah, um, yeah so they, they're, they're making first contact with this, this species on Deep Space Nine. Um, and uh, they go to, they go to um, Docking Bay 4 uh, to... But just, on the, just on the point around... Yes, sorry, uh, yeah, go for it. Cisco and Sun, though. Yeah, I... I watched this, so I watched this this morning, <laughs> and I watched the rewatched the Voyager episode yesterday. Yeah, um, and that was my immediate thought as well, which was like, ah, oh, yeah, some actual, some actual some, some character development, some good character stuff, some like actual 
interesting lines. Yeah. You know, like they didn't, they're not talking like, I don't know, someone who, like they, they're talking like people would talk. Yeah. And they're not saying they're not, they're not stupid a- stuff like, oh, you know. They're not acting like a weird Tom kind Harris of like... Tom going to do stuff when he gets older. There's no, there's no crap like that. Yeah. It's like normal stuff. And like even to the point where, yeah, when they meet at Docking Bay 4 and I'm going to say, yeah. but Cisco's a bit angry. Yeah, Bashir's... Cisco's a bit angry. Bashir's not in his dress uniform. Bashir can't find his dress uniform. He's lost it. Yeah. And uh, Cisco tells him, basically tells him off. Little small point, but... Bashir can just replicate another uniform. Come on, come on, Bashir. Just replicate a new one. Why <laughs> have you lost it? He, he, Cisco has every right to be outraged. They yeah. all hate Bashir. Yeah, what I was going to say. Why do they all hate Bashir? What I was going to say. So this is, in this in this opening, one thing about this, with what he's about to arrive, but Bashir is like bantering with Dax and with Kira, who are also there. Like, Bashir is insufferable at the start of DS9. So like, I know, because obviously you you only watched this one a few years ago, right? And you did like a, a super cut kind of... Yeah, so I've never... So I'd never seen this episode before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was the first time yeah. I'd ever seen this. Because I... When I watched Deep Space Nine, I watched... I didn't watch all of it. Uh, I watched the... Like a machete. Yeah. I basically watched the episodes that were good and the episodes that moved the story on. Yes. And a few, and, and a few that I recommended to you as well. Yeah. And, and I... And I, <laughs> I skipped out anything that was filler or bad. Yeah. Because you know who's got the time to watch twenty six times seven episodes of, of for sure, Star Trek for, for absolutely, and like, and especially when they're these episodes. But this yeah. is the thing: so <clears throat> Star Trek is famed for the early seasons being bad in all the shows. Yeah, Deep Space Nine is probably the worst example of that. The first three seasons of Deep Space Nine, basically up until Way of the Warrior, are pretty bad, and it's incredible because Deep Space Nine becomes the best episode, becomes the best uh, Star Trek after that. But like. There are a lot of filler episodes, a lot of bizarre episodes that are just rubbish. Yeah. Um, and another thing is that they, despite having the best cast and the best characters, they also just don't nail some of them immediately. Bashir is the worst. Bashir is like kind of creepy with women, really irritating, like really kind of wussy and strange. And like basically they just don't nail down Bashir. And also the audience actually hated Bashir at the time. And they were like, what do we do with this character? They, they couldn't work it out. And they were like thinking about killing him off and stuff because... He was getting really bad, to, like audience reaction. Were they going to kill him off? They were thinking about it because, like, it just wasn't working. Like with Alexander Siddig, it just wasn't landing, basically. Um, and they eventually managed to work it out, thankfully, because I think by the end of Deep Space Nine, I think Bashir is in my top five characters on Deep Space Nine. Um, but yeah, it's just he just. This is one of these examples of a, of a Star Trek character that just hasn't had time to grow properly into a they, thing. They do make him very like whiny and. Yeah. In, he's just yeah, irritating. Insuffer- just, insufferable is the word. You can't. He's not. He's not watchable. No. You can't watch him. And it's weird that they kind of write him. They've kind of written him to be insufferable in the sense that it's not like he's meant to be liked on the ship, but the audience think he's insufferable. Everyone yeah. in the show also hates. him They all him. hate him. Yeah, Cisco really, really like, doesn't like Cisco him. Cisco hates him. So I was yeah. like, why do they write him in this way? And Dax is just kind of annoyed that like Bashir kind of fancies her basically as well, yeah. and like just won't leave her alone. So yeah, yeah it's not good. It's not good vibes. I'm positive I packed my dress uniform. I can't understand it. You look fine, Julian. Relax. I mean, they are aliens, aren't they? I mean, they won't know our protocol. It'll be fine. Where's your uniform, Doctor? Huh? Um, but yeah, so I mean, you've got these, these four characters uh, with annoying Bashir there, not in his dress uniform. And uh, the, the Wadi arrive, and uh, Bashir is still getting uncomfortably close to everyone. He gets uncomfortably close to the Wadi as well. <laughs> um, but as Cisco welcomes the Wadi on board, and uh, these aliens are classic kind of mid-90s Star Trek aliens where 
they either go uh, nose ridge, yeah. Or they go humans with weird clothes, and this time they've gone humans with weird clothes and just some pen on their face as well. Yeah, they, they had pen tattoos. on their face. They got like tattoos <laughs> on their. They got some pen on their. Someone's drawn on their foreheads, and that's the, that's what the species is. The Wadi are from the other side of the galaxy. Yes, let's remember that. Yeah. They are from the other side of the galaxy. I mean, not that you know. I get it. They can't blow their budget on aliens every yeah. single time. But honestly, they look like an eighties <laughs> like glam band. They do. The they 80s... look so. Stupid. Well, there is no Emmy for makeup in this episode. Do, do you know? Do you know? I was thinking actually. It's funny because we just spoke about it. I was thinking they look like they're in D and D. They look they like do. like clerics in D and D. They something. look so absolutely. <laughs> honestly, when I saw them, I was like, "This is moronic." It's like, so bad. Like it would have been better if they just hadn't. If they just didn't put yeah. the 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 stupid things on. They were just human looking. I don't know. And also, like the fact that it's a first contact thing and all that. Like we'll get to it later, but. I think that's all so unnecessary anyway. But yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. they're these weird kind of... If you haven't seen the episode and you're listening to this podcast, they are basically humans in robes with long hair and someone's doodle on their face. That's basically what the Wadi are. Yeah. Um, that is it. Um, and, you know, Cisco uh, kind of is following his usual procedures and he says, you know, you're welcome, you know, welcome to... Uh, on behalf of the Federation of Planets, we'll welcome you. They immediately just say... Uh, we have heard of quarks and we want to go and play some games. And it's like, how have they heard of quarks for a start? Yeah, I don't no. understand why quarks, because quarks isn't known in the Gamma Quadrant. But apparently it is. Apparently that's that's the thing that they want to do. Yeah. And that's, that's as deep as really this episode is going to go, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. As the, as the level that you need to just settle into in this episode, yeah. that's the level of sophistication. It is, it is kind of like a metaphor for the rest of the episode that the plot is suddenly taken away from us and we're playing a weird game instead. Yeah. That's basically what happens. Yeah. Um, so I don't really know why that happens, but yeah, they want to go to Quarks and see the games. It doesn't really make any sense, yep. but Cisco's like, okay. So yeah, they go off to Quark, and that is the, uh, that's the opening credits. And Sam, at this point, how you feeling? <laughs> uh, I, I tell you what, I wasn't feeling good um, at this point when I was watching it this morning. Yeah. Uh, I felt like I was tired and the episode <laughs> was making me more tired. Fair and enough. I was irritated that Wadi looked so stupid. Yeah. And so that, bad, and that they, and yeah, that they were just going to go straight to quarks. I was like, I thought this was going to be a first contact episode, and yeah. I've actually written in my notes, this is such a stupid first contact episode. <laughs> That's all I've written so far. Well, because also, like again, like it's like we we're talking about previously with, um, uh, with threshold. Like this is a thing that happens in the Star Trek universe, and it's like, oh, if it's a first contact episode, I'm like, conceptually that would be good because it's it's a cool Star Trek thing. And I'm like, oh great, but it's just again they just completely like kibosh it massively. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't feeling good about it so far. It wasn't great. Yeah. yeah. You're sitting there where the credits are rolling. Like um, I don't I know. Sort of enjoyed <laughs> the credits. I couldn't quite be bothered to skip them. Uh, yeah. Because the remote was a little bit far away, so I watched the credits. Oh, Deep Space Nine credits. Are great. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was quite nice. Before they changed the theme tune, because they changed the theme tune like in like season three to like a new version of the same thing, but like Day. just like an upresed version of like. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Right. Maybe 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 need to go and check that out because I. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you a there's a YouTube video on the on the two, mm-hmm. or you can just do it on Netflix. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so back into back into the episode after the credits, we're in Quarks, and uh, Quarks trying to take advantage of the Wadi, um, offering them a free spin on the Darbo table uh, on the house, and uh, the Wadi, uh, you know, try to bet so that you know Quark asks what they have to wager, they uh, they try to bet using some sticks, and again, like with favorite son, like Star Trek love, like. Alien races having sticks for some reason. Oh. It's just a thing they do. They just have sticks that they beat. Yeah. 
Don't, don't we know why? They're little sticks. Yeah, just little sticks. They'll come back. Those little <laughs> yeah, sticks. Little sticks will come. Yeah. <laughs> Take note of the sticks, audience. <laughs> the sticks will come back. Um, so, you know, he's not really... Quark says he has enough sticks. Um, they then offer some juice, and then Quark has some of the juice, but the juice isn't very nice. And Cisco says to Quark... <laughs> quite, quite a weirdly kind of, like, funny line... Cisco's because Quark like balks at the juice, and Cisco just says, "Quark, take the juice." And he's like, "Oh, okay." So he drinks the juice, um, but he doesn't obviously doesn't want the juice. And then finally, they offer gemstones, and obviously it's like gems and diamonds, and Quark is interested in that being a Ferengi, so he sees his opportunity and buys him a round of drinks. And this is you know this is quite classic like scene in Quark's where he's just like trying to swindle people. You know, it's it's, it's very DS Nine at this point. Yeah. There's nothing too weird at the moment. No. Um, a bit later on, Cisco's a bit frazzled. It's been like six hours they've been playing at the double table. He's had a couple of drinks and he just declares he's done, which is interesting. He's like, you know what? I'm done. I'm going to my quarters. And he just says to Quark, like, look after them, basically. Which is your first sign that, like, he's kind of fucking this up a little bit. Because if you're the captain, and I guess he's a commander at this point, but if you're, if you're in charge of this situation, like, you know... It's a first contact. You don't want to leave it to Quark, even if they're, you know, there for hours and hours and hours, right? Yeah. So it's just, yes, yeah, it's, it's a strange decision. He's had some drinks. And, and is that the bit where they're sort of sitting at the bar and he's... Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I can't be bothered with I this. I can't be bothered with this. Anymore. I'm going to bed. <laughs> Look after them. Um, but yeah, it's just very strange that he just does that because it's such an important, like, event. But anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he goes, he goes back to his quarters and there, the Wadi keep on playing Dabo late into the night. And uh, much to Quark's, like, chagrin, he's annoyed that the Wadi keep on winning. They keep on getting Dubbo. Uh, so Quark goes over, takes the place of the Dubbo girl, and presses a button underneath the table to rig the table. Um, and the Wadi, and it's the least subtle thing ever, he just, like, kind of moves his hand over really <laughs> to the table and it just presses a thing. <laughs> and I think it, like, makes a noise as well. Yeah. So it's, like, not even slightly, like, hiding it at all. Um... But yeah, so uh, he presses the button, but the Wadi are immediately suspicious. They've obviously seen him do this quite obvious, like, rigging of the table. And they catch uh, Quark's lackey when they try and do it a second time. They catch him fixing it and cheating. Um, And then they all, like, weirdly just start walking threateningly towards Quark, like, together, like, converging on him. And Quark tries to wriggle out of it, offering, like, all their possessions back. Uh, but the Wadi uh, offer up their own game instead. They're like, okay, well, they, they immediately forget about the whole cheating thing and then say, okay, well, Quark, we're going to let you win all of our gemstones with our game. We're going to turn the tables on you. And Quark obviously is like, cool, okay, all right, I'll play a game. And then they magically bring this table over the Dubbo table, yeah. they, this, this their version of the game. Is it, is it the Chula? The Chula table. table. The Chula table. I think it was. Sa- Sam, can you just describe the Chula table to us? Uh, the, <laughs> what does I it look would like? say <laughs> it looks like a table, which is kind of triangular, and yeah. maybe a little bit like what I would imagine 3D chess would look like. Yeah. If you put it on top of a table, but you didn't have... I don't know, you didn't have different... The, the, all of the ledges were the same size. Yeah. Um, of course, it's never actually explained no. what this game is. It just looks like a it looks like a big sh- a big kind of glass shelf thing. Yeah, that, that's as good a way as anything. Yeah, and and evidently it's not important to know what the game is because yeah, surely not, right? Quark's just gonna start playing. He's gonna play the game. Huh? He's gonna play some Chula. <laughs> Why would he not play some Chula? Yeah. The only the only thing they say to him are uh, these are the players. They have like little figures that are the players, and that they start on the second shap. 
Shap. So shaps become important, Sam. Remember shaps. Shap. Shap. Okay. Shaps. S- I think it's S H A P. Shap. All right. I'll remember. I'll remember the shaps. Think about shaps. I remember the shaps, and, yeah. rem- and I remember the sticks. <laughs> yeah, a lot of things to remember. Uh, honestly, it's. <laughs> It's what? What do you reckon we're, we're maybe... Nonsense 10, factor? 10 to 15, 10, maybe just over 10 minutes into the episode. Maybe? Oh, this is very it was very, uh, very early. Very early on. Um, I'm getting more and more sleepy. Yeah, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm getting... I'm, 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 I'm bored and <laughs> I'm, I'm... If you weren't having morning coffee, would you be sleeping at this oh, point? Probably. I, I was getting more and more... I was getting a little bit more irritated at this point. Yeah. Because I was like... But still, is this all this is this all this species has? Yeah, they just <laughs> play games. All they do. That's all they're for. Um, I have to say though, even the even though this is like a bit of a dull moment in this episode, it still can get good. Quark is still a good character. Yeah, like Cisco's a good character. So like, and like they're written well. So even though it's boring, like I still don't mind kind of watching it. Kind of because the characters are good. I'm yeah, like, I like the characters. And like, I think still there is a good episode. Here. Yeah, like you this could, could go somewhere cool. Like I think the notion that like another, you know, another um, uh, species like loves games. It's not. It's yeah. That's that's, that's, that's a thing. It's believable. That's a thing that could happen. Um, it's believable, and yeah. Uh, yeah so I, I think it could still go. Could still be good. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, it's absolutely nonsense. It's, this game is nonsense. <laughs> I mean, the nonsense factor is probably still quite low because it's just them playing a game. So yeah. the nonsense factor hasn't. Not, well, it's pretty low right it's, now. It's pretty low. Um, it, this pissed me off. Uh, like, <laughs> I think they must have decided it was like a week enough. It was too weak to just go out and say like, "You'll be playing with the crew's lives." Or basically, they yeah. couldn't. Quark, they couldn't make Quark make that decision. No. So they he just, would have immediately run away from it. So he they just. Have, yeah. the, so the only way they could do it was just to lie. So the only way they could make it work was just to lie about it. Yeah. And to like have this like hanging over us all, just a game. Um, but yeah, anyway, so they're, they're, they're going to play this game for the Shaps and the, and the Chulas. Um, and at this point, I'm thinking of actually a little bit. Have you seen Parks and Rec? So the episode with Ben where he has the game that he's really good at that he made up. And you don't know what the rules are. Oh, yeah. It's like that, but like a serious actual TV <laughs> version of that. Um, yeah. Uh, Adam Scott. Love Adam Scott. Yeah. One of my heroes. Uh, anyway, so back to Cisco's quarters... Uh, Cisco's gone to sleep. He's, you know, he's gone back. He's fed up. He's telling Jake that it was a, it was a rubbish first contact, as I think we can all agree. Um, and he falls asleep, but suddenly he wakes up in a mysterious location. Uh, this location seems to be some kind of like alien like ship or something. Maybe he's on the Wadi ship. Uh, there's like a there's like a there's like triangles on the wall, like there's like a triforce on the wall basically. Um, and he has no idea where he is. Um, he thinks he's in the holodeck first of all, but he can't leave. Uh, he can't stop the program, so he goes through a door to try and find what's going on. And he comes across across the same chief Wadi man from before, like the head Wadi man. Yeah. And he's laughing maniacally at him and yelling, Shap 2, move along home! <laughs> oh! <laughs> move along home! Move along home! Move along home! Like, like the name of the episode. <laughs> yes! How clever. <laughs> yeah, How literally. inspired. Like, what an insane drop of the episode. Um, yeah, and, there, and, and it sort of reminded me of did you ever have the game The Labyrinth? The Labyrinth. Labyrinth is a sort of game. It looked a little bit like Labyrinth. Uh, is that like a, a, like a, is that an old like nineties game? Yeah, it was like an old nineties sort of board game. Yeah, okay. It sort of had a yellowy um, effect. It looked where they were looked a lot. It looked like they put a lot of money into this set. Yeah, but I don't well, really, it's not a regular set, right? I don't really know why they bothered. Like it, it does. I think it looks a bit like the Crystal Maze to me. That was that, well, yeah. No, maybe, maybe Crystal Maze is right. <laughs> maybe it I is wonder, the Crystal Maze set. I wonder whether they thought. Whether they thought, like, you know what? Let's just do a Crystal Maze episode. Yeah, right. Kind of what they're doing. Everyone loves Crystal Maze. Do you know what's really big in 1993? 
Crystal yeah, Maze. Crystal Maze, right? Yeah, yeah. Was this just a Crystal Maze episode? Also, is is the Crystal Maze an American thing too, or is it just a UK thing? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. If you don't know what Crystal Maze is, it's... Um, I think it was just a British game show. Yeah, it's a, it's a game show where the each contestant in the team has to perform a challenge, and if they fail, they get locked in the room they're doing it in, and they're not in a team anymore. Yeah. That's basically Crystal Maze. In a, in a team, right? Team in of... like a team, yeah. yeah. And at the end, they're in a big like hexagon thing, and like loads of things fall down, and they can they can, they can catch money, and yeah. then they win the money. They to, yeah, if they catch the money, they win the money. Yeah. This is like a really shit version of that, basically. Yeah, yeah where, where they don't win the money. Although, honestly, it could be going that way. At this it point. could be going that way. But um, yeah, we, 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 well, yeah, we have Cisco in this labyrinth-esque place uh, with, with this guy shouting at him, but then he runs away, and then he finds Bashir... Just again the bad Bashir moment, just like up against the wall, like yelling, just like ah! I thought he was like having some sort of fit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I he was he, in pain. Right? I thought he was in pain, but he he was like because he almost had his hands up, like he was like being like yeah, like he was being like, shackled, or shackled. Something. Yeah, but yeah. like it, it seems that he wasn't. <laughs> he was he just was just, to, just scared or something. He was trying to wake himself up. I think he thought he was in a dream, and he thought that if he screamed, he'd wake himself up. Apparently. Right. But yeah, it was. They it just was really tried to trying hard to make Bashir unlikable, aren't they? Like, yeah, they are. But also, I mean, this 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 particular moment is bad writing, bad directing, and a bit of bad acting all together. Like no one's doing well it right was now. Bad. It was bad. Uh, so he's there. With, so Bashir's there too. Um, and then they've actually I've just written in my notes. written in my notes there. Just Bashir sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they come across Dax and Kira. So you've got Cisco, Bashir, Dax, and Kira all there. And Bashir twigs it. He's like, I think this is a Wadi behavioural test. I think this is something that Wadi have done to us. And Kira is obviously... Quite a good line from Kira where... Because Kira is another one that's written kind of badly early on. She's like, I know that you're all like on your like, happy adventures with the Federation, but I'm a like a, I'm a Bajoran like enforcer. I didn't sign up for this, which is actually quite a good like yeah. line in there. Because Dax, because Dax says like it's curious, isn't it? Where, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, where we are, and it's like she's just like, not curious. Yeah, we're like a wadi game. Like you've yeah. got like a science officer versus like a freedom fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, they, that was quite good. And they never did. And again, they never did any of that with um with the Voyager with the Voyager crew. No, they didn't. Yeah, exactly. Uh, none of that. Like, yeah, you know, no like protocols or processes that they no. you know that the I guess the the mucky members of the crew which they did do a bit of that with Deep Space Nine so that was good yeah well in Deep Space Nine you've got Michael Eddington as well you've got like yeah. you actually got the marquee being a thing in yeah. DS9 I think that yeah, the marquee are fantastic in Deep Space Nine I think yeah um, but anyway back to this horrendous episode which doesn't have the marquee in it <laughs> so they think they're in a behavioural test and we come to Odo's office and Jake Sisko, who was supposed to have the sex chat with his dad, he was supposed to have the gold chat with his dad. <laughs> uh, you know, he's like, "Why?" I was supposed to have this gold chat first thing with my dad. Where is he? Odo's like, "Oh, just you know, go to school." And then <laughs> a really weird line where Odo says you need to go to school, and Jake says, "Schools close while Miss O'Brien is back on Earth." So apparently, whenever O'Brien, whenever Keiko goes whenever to work, Keiko goes, to goes on holiday, school no just stops. Can, no one can learn. They just they just stop for months. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Like these kids are like probably like uh, really under de- underdeveloped. They're behind. That's why. That's why Jake doesn't know anything about sex. <laughs> <laughs> he missed sex education because yeah. Keiko was just Keiko, fucking around. It wasn't there. Ill nerve. Yeah, yeah. Hilarious. Um, but uh, Jake says that they're they're not on the ships. Um, so he doesn't know where they are. And he says, "No, trust me. I know. I, I've been watching. He's been watching the Bajoran, Bajoran ships come in." There's a weird Odo moment where Odo's aware that he's been watching girls. So he's like, "Oh, you mean you've been watching the girls?" And that's, that's a weird thing for Odo to say because. <laughs> Like later on in DS9, he's like someone who has no kind of concept of romance or anything like that, and yeah. it's a strange line. Um, but yeah, so they they're trying to work out what's going on. Odo goes up to Ops, and uh, he can't find any of the senior staff. They've all disappeared, 
and he speaks to some random, like, lippy, like, Texan lieutenant. Yeah. And he says... I was, like, so, I was like, I didn't remember, because the thing was, I didn't, because I didn't watch all of it. I was like, yeah. is this guy ever going to come back? Yeah, is, he so, a, is he a recurring character? So, as, as you know, I, I, I love this shit, right? I love weird, obscure characters in, in Star Trek. So I, I did a deep dive on Lieutenant Primin. Oh, yeah? Um, <laughs> Lieutenant Primin was in two episodes of, this is the last time we see it. Oh, is it, is it, is it? Yeah, so he was in two episodes of Deep Space Nine. He was supposed to be like the secure, the Federation security officer that was going to like battle against Odo, but then he just scrapped it. So obviously that doesn't that doesn't happen again until Worf comes in later on. Yeah, but they just I think this because he kind of sucks as a character. He's just kind of like cocky American dude. He's not. He's just kind of a bit shit, isn't he? Yeah, I did. Um, I actually did enjoy this bit because there was a bit where he was like, again, it was kind of interesting. He was kind of like, oh, I'm Federation protocol, and yeah, and Odo was like, no, I'm not Federation. Not. I'm not Federation. And then and then like at the end he was like he said something like. All right, whatever, constable, and he was like, "Don't you call me constable? I'm yeah, chief I'm, of security." Yeah, and I thought again. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, no, I do remember." Like, you've got actual conflict. That's good. Conflict doesn't happen in other <laughs> in other Star Trek episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're actually taking on. And I wonder, actually, with Voyager, I know we're going to be a tangent, but I wonder, like, maybe they didn't lean in on that in Voyager because it was such a thing in Deep Space Nine. They're running at the same time. I don't know, but yeah, it was um, bad writing. It was yeah, it was bad, wasn't it? But yeah, so yeah, this 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 Lieutenant Primin, who's kind of hanging around, who's a security officer, hasn't seen him either. Uh, he th- he thinks that they're just all hung over. He thinks they're at the Wadi party all night. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. But Oda knows better and goes looking for Cisco. Uh, back in Quark's, uh, the Wadi have the Chula board set up. Uh, they ask Quark how much he wants to bet this time, so they they they're not asking, not betting their own sticks. Um, it's the second shap. So Quark, what are you betting? He doesn't know the rules. He's going to have to play anyway. Uh, Quark uh, rolls the first dice, and then when they're rolling, can we just say that they 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 have their little sticks? They, they do, yes. They tap their little sticks. Yeah, the sticks. Together. Yeah, so the little tap, sticks. Tap, tap, they're tap, tapping, tap. but it's like a light tap. Yeah, there's only about five of them tapping, <laughs> so it sounds yeah. stupid. It's like like, <laughs> like you've got a bunch of people who are eating with chopsticks. Yeah. while you're eating, there's no drama. No, it's just stupid. Just a little bit of tapping. <laughs> just they're like, what? What do you want these people to do who are behind them? Just get them to tap the sticks together. So they were just like little like tapping sticks, uh, for no reason. But Quark rolls this dice. And we then flash back to being actually in the Tula game, which is where we find Cisco and everyone else. And they find a kid playing hopscotch. <laughs> and like, this is just classic Star Trek. Like, why is there just a random this person saying... This was garbage. This is, this is the moment where, like, the, the nonsense factor ramps up. Like, the episode just gets, like, silly. It gets, to the, it gets to, like, that, like, kind of 60s TOS vibe of throwing random stuff at the audience because it's just a bit weird. It was so stupid. It's like, isn't this a bit crazy? There's a random person doing hopscotch. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And it's like, nah, not really. <laughs> not really. Was... The, the other thing about this was they're meant to be solving these puzzles. And yes. I guess, I guess you know, we're kind of gathering that um, Quark is betting on them being able to solve the puzzle. Well, yes. I get, that, that was my, te- that's my take on this. So but... I, think, I think it's like Quark is rolling the dice and like what, what he rolls... Like, so if he does a good roll, it's a, it's a nicer puzzle. Yeah. If he does a bad roll, it's a more severe puzzle. Yeah. So, well, like, yeah. So he rolls a good roll, and that's so that's why they have a this very girl a, playing hopscotch. A very easy puzzle. Yeah. Like, I, I don't understand who wouldn't be able to solve this puzzle. Yeah, this is like, this, if this was Squid Game, this would be like the first game. It, 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 was like, it was like, they can't move through this wall, and they go through there, and then there's a girl that can, and she hops and she sings. Yeah. Can you remember the song? Uh, it's no actually I can't can you no I can't it's like Alderaan or something she keeps like Alderaan Alderaan Captain 
Captain. Oh, what was it? What was I'll put it. I'll put it in. I'll put the little, put, the little sound the, clip. Put the, the song the, in. Because um, it was, it was again. It was Al Lorraine or something like that. Al Lorraine. Al Lorraine. Yeah, it was basically. It was. It was dumb, but but, you, but but it was also stupid watching them all sing it, including Cisco. Well, so yeah, you've got Kira running, just runs across and gets as a force field and gets zapped. You then get Bashir just trying to do the hopscotch and not sing and gets zapped, and then Dax does the whole thing. And Dax doing it, it's like just about okay, but then like Cisco, Bashir, and Kira doing it, it's just stupid. It's just, <laughs> it's just like at this point, I'm like, I'm watching this episode, like, oh my god, like what is this? Because again, it's just like, well, okay, if this is the level of peril that they're in, it's not a lot of peril. Is <laughs> yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they learn how to do the how to do the rhyme, and it was yeah, but. They manage it and they move up from the second chap to the third chap. Oh, the yeah. third chap. Third chap. Third chap already. And again, by the way, at this point, I really was like, so how long do I have left on this episode? <laughs> yeah, checking the time, right? Like, <laughs> do I really? Oh, is it really that long? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Um, and in the third, they're on the third chap, they're back in Quark's. Odo bursts in and asks Quark where the four senior staff are. And Quark goes, four? And then looks at the four pieces on the board and works it out. They're in the game! And uh, Quark uh, now changes his tactics and starts to risk less, knowing that um, you know he's trying to save the crew's lives now. The, cr- the crew's lives are in his hands. He thinks they are anyway. Um, and like this was a weird scene because so okay, so you've got the chief of security. You've just established that Odo was chief of security. Yeah. He's come in. He's saying, "Where are they?" They both twigged that they're in the game, and Odo just doesn't put a stop to it at all. Yeah. Why? I don't know why they're not like. Get them out of the yeah. game. Like, stop this. It doesn't matter if it's first contact. They should just be like, no, you can't, like, put our people at risk. Like, we will, like, destroy your ship. If, or, or, like, we'll take you, like, they you They kidnap know. them. Yeah, yeah. They've literally kidnapped the four senior officers yeah. on, the sh- on, on the station. And is it, is it because, like, there are no senior federation officers left? Is that why? Oh, that they can't um, do anything about it? Pretty I don't know. sure the reason they do it is just because, again, it, 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 like, you need, <laughs> a, plot. you need things to happen in the plot. And, yeah. it, and although it would... Obviously, Odo would stop it. Yeah. Like, he doesn't like it when Quark, like, deals, you know, or smuggles or does anything yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. or cheats or anything. So he's obviously not going to like it when people, like, kidnap yeah. senior officers and put them in a game. But, like, separate of Quark and separate of this species, you've got the four senior officers that, like, in your, in your, on your station. You just immediately go, no, we don't mess with people. Like, yeah. just shut it down. Give them back, or just all go away, basically. Yeah, yeah. I, but but I don't do that anymore. And it, and it, you know, again, it would failure from Odo. It would be like I guess something is if he asked, and they were like, "We don't do this." Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And we're gonna kill them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If if you if you take them out, we're gonna kill them, and you know, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. At least they would have attempted to come up with a reason why he let this go on. Exactly, but they don't do that. No. Yeah, um, and like. That would have made sense as well because if they could have had like a red shirt go with them and the red shirt dies or something and it's like, okay, well, they have to stay in the game. They don't bother with that. Yeah, so it's just a weird, weird thing. Odo just kind of massively failing as chief of security. Um, but, you know, so Quark rolls again, trying to do a safer roll. Back in the Chula, back in the game, the gang come across a Wadi party and they're all like laughing at them. Like, again, they're getting laughed at a lot in this game. Yeah, but they're... why? Who could say? Is it a metaphor, do you think? Who knows? They're just being laughed at. We don't really know why. Yep. Um, I can explain that. <laughs> I feel like reliving this episode it is like it's, it's having, it's having it's, an, an effect. It's, on you. it's making me more and more angry. <laughs> well, I had to watch it. Um, 
And so they're in this like party. Kira immediately flips out and smashes the glass, but they just laugh. They just laugh at them more. And then suddenly the room starts filling with gas. And the chief wadi man from before, the, the main wadi man, returns, laughing along, and tells them to move along home once again. I think that's the catchphrase. Move of this along game. home. Move along home. Move along home. <laughs> Bashir. Uh, then this is Bashir's moment to shine. We had Dax's moment to shine. Bashir works out that the drink that they're all drinking is the antidote to the smoke that's being they're being poured into the room. So he drinks it and stops choking, and they all stop choking, and then that's the end of the game. Um, another very difficult puzzle. So difficult because they're all choking, but these other people aren't. They're all drinking, and then they offer them the drinks. Yeah, they are like, "Would you like these drinks?" Yeah, and then they're like, "So what's the message of this? Is it about trust?" I don't, I don't know. really honestly. Again, it's like, "What's well, one?" Well. Yeah, probably the solution has something to do with these drinks that everyone's yeah. handing out. I guess so. So they drink it, and, and it's fine. fine. And that's it. And then they move on to Shap 4. What a, a low-stakes game we're, and episodes. No we're going up to Shap 4. Oh, Surely Shap 4 has something more for us. Shap 4 is going to have to be Shap 4 is going to really change things up. Um, and this is what I literally put in my notes. Okay, this is basically the Crystal Maze slash Jumanji. It's basically it Jumanji. Is, it is exactly that. It's Jumanji. Which I think came out around the same time. So, But less interesting than both of those. Yes, definitely true. Um, so uh, now on Shap 4 and back in Ops, uh, Lieutenant Primin uh, and Odo still can't locate the senior staff. Odo wants to, wants to do something about it, even though he didn't do anything before. So he decides to storm the Wadi ship on his own. He beams onto the ship, Odo, and he's there for about like five seconds and like, goes through a door and then just like gets beamed off and then back into Quarks. And then like the chief Wadi man like looks at him and goes... No. <laughs> like, he basically gives him a smug look like, you can't do that. You can't do that. I'm yeah. not letting you do that. But the thing is, like, if this is just a game, and if this is like a first contact thing, why does it matter if he's on the ship? Like, this is quite a powerful race, it seems, so they can, like, control the situation. I don't yeah, know. and again, why haven't they just asked? Why hasn't he just asked <laughs> yeah. them to stop? Like, yeah, yeah. Why, why would he go straight to the ship? Yeah, yeah. It's like, they, had to start, like, they didn't say anything to the actual Wadi itself. But yeah. So anyway, they, being onto the ship didn't work. So he's back in, he's back watching Quark playing this game, and uh, Quark rolls a bad roll. So something bad's going to happen clearly in Shap 4. So back in, the, back in the Tula once again, ready for our next step. So um, some floating lights uh, kind of come out of nowhere yeah. and uh, follow them around. Some good visual effects there. Great visual effects. Like for, for 1993 or whatever. Three, it was. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, and they, they, they zap Bashir, and Bashir disappears. You know, is he dead? Who knows? Uh, the sea stakes are a bit higher now. For sure, there's a bit. Okay. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're like, it's it's getting better. No, it's, <laughs> it's not. It's not. not. Um, I mean, Bashir did disappear. He did disappear. So there was that. Uh, and so obviously they're just like shocked and where he is. Uh, Quark back in back in back playing the game decides that a dangerous path is better. He like kind of goes on a whole thing around how he knows the risks. He knows he's been like he spends his life assessing risks of games and stuff, and it's like okay. Um, he never played this game before. Yeah. He doesn't even know the rules. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what he's rolling. <laughs> he doesn't know what's happening, but he's like, yep, yeah, no, dangerous is better. Don't worry, I've got it. We're going to go dangerous. And he asks, one, one good, one funny bit in this, in this whole episode, he asks Odo to blow on the dice. That was good. Yeah, yeah. He goes, blow on the dice. And Odo does blow on the dice. And it's a really bad roll. <laughs> um, the, 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 the head wadi, chief wadi person uh, tells Quark to choose one player to sacrifice to save the other two. Um, and he re- he refuses to to cho- to choose. Yeah. He like he basically has like a. And also, it's important to know that this is Quark, so it's a fake breakdown. Yeah. But he has like a breakdown. He's like, you know, oh, I, I you know, I can't do this anymore. I'm sorry for cheating. 
Um, and Oda's, Oda's like, you cheated. Oh, and like, he gets, he twigs that something's going on here. The chief mighty man lets him off. He says, instead of who just, they'll choose a person at random to kill. So at this point in the episode, you're thinking, oh, so one of the senior staff is going to die. Um, yeah, and maybe there's actual peril. Maybe there's actual peril. Someone who's got to sacrifice someone yeah. for, for the other two. You've just seen Bashir disappear. I still don't think it's going to matter. And I'll be honest, <laughs> when I saw it this morning, again, like, I, I guess maybe... I guess maybe knowing that none of them die, I mean, there's no stakes there. But, yeah. But, like, also, you... I don't think watching this for the first time back in 1993, you would have ever felt that there was any danger to them. I don't think you would have, no. Because it's early in the, in the show, episode 10 of Deep Space Nine, the first season. Yeah. You would have been like, this isn't going to happen. And, also, and also, it's such a weird episode. And, 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 again, like, the whole thing, the whole thing, even at this point, feels so low stakes. Yeah. And flat. For, for me, sure. The whole time. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so they're going to choose at random. In the Tula, you hear Bashir's voice, and he's like leading Cisco, Dax, and Kira. Uh, he say he said he's found the way home. He's moving along home. Uh, they follow Bashir's voice into a cave where Dax gets stuck under a rock, and instead of Bashir, the Chief Wadi Man appears again and says "Shap Six and it disappears. <laughs> so, Does he not say "Move along home" that time? No, he just says "Shap Six and then, <laughs> and then fucks off basically. So they're on Shap. I don't know what Shap Five was. They just kind of went over well, Shap. Well, Shap, Five. Shap Five was just was, like, the, was the cave, and they, they got stuck. They just got stuck. That yeah, was Shap Five. That was that was it. Um, so uh, Cisco and Kira uh, are carrying Dax because she's injured. She got hit by a rock. She's got stuck under the rock. Um, and there's but there's a big there's a big chasm, and, and Dax can't jump over it. Uh, and this is where it gets quite serious. Dax tells them to sacrifice her and save themselves, and they refuse. They refuse to leave her. Basically, they're refusing. They're refusing to move along home. Yeah, so. they won't move on. They're not going. They're not going to do it. They're not moving along home. They refuse. Um, but you know, Dax and Dax like actually, there's actually a little bit of character development here because you've got Dax talking about when she was uh, Curzon Dax, and like they have a bit of a, a, a chat with Cisco, and she tries to goad Cisco by saying, "If it was the other way around, I wouldn't save you." And Cisco's like, yeah, you, you definitely were shot. <laughs> like, you're, not, you're not saving me. If you were hurt, I'd leave you behind. Then I'm glad I'm not the one who's hurt. <laughs> Major! Um, and uh, after several minutes, so they, 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 they go, okay, we're going to save Dax. And like, they have this like extended scene in and this it, cavern. It is extended. Of them like just... Just kind of like going along a ledge, like trying not to fall off. Like it goes on for like a couple of it, minutes. It goes on. It goes on for way too long. <laughs> in an episode that was already really flat, yeah, and not interesting. Yeah, yeah. I remember there being a disproportionate amount of cave rubbish. Just went a, on a long time, and like it. Yeah, like I've, I've got to say at least two minutes just of them going whoa, basically. <laughs> um, but after this, like really long time in this cheap-looking cave set, doing the kind of like bad, bad kind of movement around. Uh, there's an earthquake and they suddenly all fall off into the actual chasm itself. And then magically, they don't die. <laughs> Would you believe it? <laughs> they what? Might, they don't die, Sam. They They're not don't dead. die they, when they fall down the chasm? They didn't die. Oh, I was so expecting them I to. I know, yeah. I thought that was going to be the end of the four main characters of the show. Um, they magically appear in Quark's along, and Bashir is obviously back as well. And then uh, Quark thinks he's won because they're back and the chief wildly person says actually he lost. He lost all the players. Um, and then Quark says, what do you mean? What they, uh, I lost, so th- they were never in any real danger? And then the Wadi guy just goes, yeah, it was just a game. <laughs> and that's and it. we're meant to be like, <laughs> and we're meant to be like, oh, oh it was just a game. Cute. It was just a game. Oh, wow. And, and no one thought to ask, you know, even though, <laughs> even though Odo was so 
concerned for yeah. the well-being. He never thought to ask, are they in any danger? Are you just playing a game? No, he yeah. never, never bothered asking that. <laughs> and like... Oh, this, <laughs> oh this, I watch this I was so angry at it. <laughs> like I I was really This uh well that, so if they'd ended it right there, it would have been infuriating. And it still was, but at least they had the little scene where Cisco gets mad at them. So Cisco's like loses it with the body and says, You can't do that, you can't like capture us like that, you know, we take first contact seriously, yeah. all this stuff. And then Oda goes, taps him on the shoulder and goes uh, I think this is Quark's fault because <laughs> Quark cheated, and then like it weirdly just becomes like about Quark cheating. But it's like no, the Wadi still did all of that, right? So, and they just they literally like yeah, it's Quark's fault. Yeah, no, it's like oh, Quark cheated. He's actually if they hadn't yeah. cheated, he wouldn't they wouldn't have done it. And I yeah. think it's like I don't think that's right. I think that they would have done it anyway. <laughs> they kidnapped you. Yeah, they already they bought this game with them. Yeah, to 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 pursue presumably do that clearly, clearly. Um, yeah. And, and yeah somehow it's still Quark's fault yeah even though they kidnapped the senior officers and then so the, and then that's just the end of the episode and they go maybe we'll have a rematch someday and then the episode ends oh. <laughs> and you're like oh god I really hope not um, and that's it and like this is you know this is it's very funny that uh, first contact episodes in Star Trek are usually like pretty good like Darmok being probably the best one yeah like there's just a lot of good ones and this is just a, such a shit episode there is there again is so I think it's not it's not an uninteresting concept to say yeah. that this this species is obsessed with games and 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 that that's really central to their culture and they were going to be really interested to see what games yeah you know humans had but why they went down this route and oh it was so boring oh my God. and oh I just wanted it to end the whole time <laughs> and it, honestly it was like it was like checking at like 10 minutes yeah. to go 7 minutes to go <laughs> oh is there but really we, still 4 minutes to go of this we had to we had to get through this episode at some point we, I, we've covered it's, but this this was the first time when like cuz I've jokingly said before like oh what are we doing doing this podcast cuz we're making ourselves what bad episodes. No, this was this was the first time I've really disliked watching. Yeah, it. I didn't enjoy preparing for this episode no, of this podcast. No. <laughs> it was a bad show. I found it hard to write notes at all stay interested in this. <laughs> and I looked into so I so Ronald D. Moore yeah um was when he moved from TNG's DS9. Yeah. Cuz you know he moved after he 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 moved after uh, like Two seasons essentially. Yeah, because yeah, he wasn't the main writer on, on TNG really. He was for some of it, but like, he, yeah, basically when, was his when, thing. when TNG finished, he moved to I think it was season three. Yeah, he moved to um, to Deep Space Nine, so he had to go back and watch the first two seasons. Yeah, uh, to kind of get what it was all about and like really understand the characters. And he said, someone asked him like what he liked about the show and what he wanted to explore further and what didn't he like. And he said, you remember we watched uh, Duet? Yeah, there's a basically a um, a really powerful, you know, D Space Nine was obviously a really powerful series that was going to push the franchise in a really interesting direction. Yeah. And then he also watched Moving On Home, Move Along <laughs> Home, and was basically wondered if everyone just lost their minds. Yeah. Like when they wrote it. Because it does feel that way. And it does feel that way to me. Like they, and given that we're on episode 10, we're not on yeah. like episode like 20, you know, we're not obviously like episode 20 of season three. Yeah. We're on episode 10 of season one. Like but, how could it how could it have gone this wrong so early on? Like as you say, first contact stories are normally quite interesting. There's yeah. quite a lot to discuss there. Like how cultures would come together. Yeah, yeah. I I think like this is classic. With I think that Star Trek, as a franchise, since it was a thing, 
has been something which producers have struggled with and writers have struggled with and networks have struggled with because it is something which is traditionally slower than other shows, more cerebral, more high concept in a lot of ways, just in, in a lot of ways pushing boundaries a little bit here and there, like, you know, kind of like going against like, like for example, if you made Star Trek today, like as in like, so if you started it from like scratch today, probably wouldn't get made because they go, they wouldn't really be in, what's the audience for Star Trek? Where does that come from? Mm. The, Star Trek, the Star Trek audience kind of came because it was an interesting thing over time after TOS had been cancelled. It like kind of, through reruns, people are like, oh, there's actually some interesting stuff here. Um, and I think that kind of uh, un- anxiety and uncertainty about Star Trek has always been present in like, when you've seen it come back again and again, like, Early TNG, you had Gene Roddenberry versus writers that wanted to make it more interesting. Deep Space Nine, right now, you've got uh, writers who are trying this new thing on the space station, making it more gritty. You've then got people going, oh, well, TNG worked, and t- people like TOS, so we're going to try and make it like these more episode-y, weirdy things. Like I said, like this, this, this trope was a big thing in early Star Trek. Mm-hmm. So they're like, trying to bring in early Star Trek tropes into DS9 and make it work. And like it just doesn't work, basically. Yeah. Um, and I think that's I think that's the same throughout, right? I think like even even through to like Kurtzman Trek, you've got like Discovery is the biggest example of a show where you had um, basically no one believing in Star Trek anymore. They're like we're bringing we're bringing Star Trek back, but we're making it fun now. Yeah. And like they've that's always been a problem, right? We're making it into a sort of action. Yeah. And like this was kind of like a, a way of going. Okay, we're going to do everyone likes the kind of the kooky weird shit in Star Trek. At this point, and that's what's worked on on TOS, and you know that's what TNG is more like. It's not about gritty realism. Going to make it weird shit. And it was, and it it is interesting because the only good bits of the episode are the bits where there is any kind of conflict or realism. Yeah, like, for, for sure. For example, the the com the first scene where uh, Cisco and his, and Jake are, are talking is good. Absolutely. And it's kind of interesting to see Cisco all kind of nervous about yeah. about you know this yeah. first contact visit and getting everyone in their uniform and kind of going a little bit over the he's top he's just an interesting character Cisco always yeah. was yeah. And, and like through Deep Space Nine he does a lot of things which are quite questionable he like uses force when he doesn't have to sometimes especially like when it gets into the Dominion War and like, the whole thing about how he tries to trick the Romulans into joining the war and all that like there's a lot of stuff with Cisco which that's grey areas yeah um, but yeah I just I just I think he's I think he's a really good character but like the kind of salient point is that Deep Space Nine was a show that was ahead of its time. Like, if, if Deep Space Nine came out when Battlestar Galactica remake came out, everyone would have loved it, right? Yeah. And that's what BSG was. It, it was, was ten, Ronald, year, ten years, ten years, yeah. Ronald D. Moore going, I'm going DS9 was a good idea, let me show you, I'm going to do it again. And he did, and it was <laughs> D- DS9, DS9 and Voyager were good ideas, but yeah. both flawly. So let's take bits of both yeah. and put them into... into What happens when we don't have Paramount executives telling us to not do anything? Because it was. They literally took the idea of, of Voyager... Well, I, I, I know but that it was... was no, but, it was, but you're right, it's it both. Was, it's it was, both. Well, I mean, it was bad. I mean, it was bad style. But it was... It very much, you could see, Ronald D. Moore was like... I could make Voyager better and yeah. I could do Deep Space Nine better. Exactly. And, exactly. And I am going to do that. Yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah. And like, and, and I, he did. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And you know, it's before, I guess, kind of him and Iris Stephen Beer really take over Deep Space Nine properly and get involved. So it's just, yeah, it's, it's not at that point. But I, yeah. I, I just, I found the whole episode just stupid, pointless. <laughs> what okay. a horrible, horrible episode. And I, yeah. I, I think like just one thing I've got to say about this episode, I just really, really want to make this point. They fuck up this first contact so bad, right? Okay, so like, um, they don't offer any customs of their own when they come in. They don't do anything. They just say, okay, go to Quarks. 
Um, Cisco leaves them in Quark's hands. They don't talk about the Federation. They don't talk about the Federation at all. Uh, There's no actual first contact, like, content uh, at all. Um, Ozo uh, doesn't address the danger that they're in when it's happening. (laughs) And then uh, Cisco, like, loses it with the Wadi at the end. With, like, completely, like, loses all sense of any kind of first contactness at the end. So, like, this is, like, the worst... First contact. This ever. has got to go down in, in Federation history <laughs> yeah. as a diplomatic disaster. No wonder they didn't get another one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what? They're never going to send someone to 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 D Space Nine ever again. Yeah. When it's... they're on when they're on first contact. Um. And uh, do you have any final final thoughts on a? Uh, just just honestly, that I I feel like again it could if it was written in a way. Yeah, how do you save this episode? I, I think you save it, first of all, by understanding the rules up front. There needs to be some sort of danger. There yeah. needs to be actual peril. Mm-hmm. I think they could have made it interesting by, yeah, like what we were saying, like if you if they potentially could have died. Yeah. Well, it could have been all right. Yeah. Um, you know, like if they some, somehow they got into that position and, and they really didn't know how to stop and maybe the Wadia have more advanced. Then um, they, that, could have been, that could have been interesting. I don't know why I had to be like, oh, no, you're never in any trouble. Ha <laughs> ha. But like, yeah. but like, also like, that's <laughs> so stupid, isn't it? Like there is, I also think, and this is something we picked up on before, there are moments in the plot that don't make sense. And if those small things made sense, it would be a better episode. So yeah. like in Spirit Folk, for example, where um, the Doctor is just, they just put the Doctor in danger for no reason. And we're like, why don't they just delete the program? And it's like, well, if the Doctor was in danger, then already, then they wouldn't have been able to delete it because they would have lost the Doctor. So that was a simple thing which would make the episode make sense. Yeah. In this, I think it's the fact that they um, know who this, these aliens are and then they're in this game. If they, if they, if there was just some kind of like weird, they weren't having a first, first contact and this weird like organism came out of nowhere and put them in the game, like an inner light when Picard just get zapped from out of nowhere yeah, this, into this the thing. This didn't need to be a first contact episode. But that's, but that's what yeah. I'm saying. So it didn't yeah. need to be an actual, like, we're, we're like having this official delegation thing. It could have just been a random alien they don't know what it is right. and then they put it into a game. Exactly. That, could, it just, could it have just been people arrived on, yeah. on these places. That would have been more sensible. They don't know who it is, yeah. And, and so that, that would have taken away the whole kind of weird awkwardness where they just don't stop it randomly because they wouldn't know who it is and what's going on so they can't stop it. Like, what was the point of it being a first contact episode when yeah. they didn't do any first contact with it? I also think that's another Another thing of them again, like I say, like the arguing and like the to and fro of the writing. If this was a ship going somewhere, they would have come across them. They can't do that, so they it's a, it's a space That's station. A reason so they, they have to come this. to them. Yeah. And I think they just haven't worked out yet how to do how to use this environment to make a good show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was it. But yeah, that's. That's <laughs> that's me belong home. Uh, how many how many shades of grey? I, I tell you what. Do you give this? I give this a lot of shades of grey. So, uh, so so far, g- we what, what did you, what did you what, when, what did you give a threshold? I go. I think I give it eight. Shades you give of eight, eight shades of grey. I want to say that I. So I think that that, <laughs> that threshold is nonsense, like grade A nonsense. Yeah. But I enjoyed. I didn't. You enjoyed it more. I didn't despise it because I was like I can't believe that this is happening yeah. I still can't believe that yeah. this is happening yeah no for sure you know having seen it many times whereas with um, with Move Along Home the whole time I just wanted it to finish yeah. I just thought this is absolute garbage yeah so I'm going to say I'm giving it nine nine shades of grey nine shades of grey okay I'm because I'm, I'm surprised that you've given it more than Threshold I mean I can see why yeah we can have maybe we, this is where we diverge well because then because I'm, I'm going to give it six yeah so I'm going to give it less. So, so, so then overall, our score goes less than threshold. We oh. could do like add the total. 
What? So like you gave it, you gave it nine and I gave it six. Yeah. So it'd be like fifteen overall. Oh, and shades of grey. Oh wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because then we can like add it up and then like so it's so threshold is sixteen because we both gave it eight. Okay, I'm with you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I was like, that's what I was like. Fifty is way more than <laughs> than, than eight. <laughs> <laughs> It, it may also I do think me watching it at 8am may have been a contributing factor <laughs> <laughs> no but it was I watched it at 4pm and it was terrible so there <laughs> I um, but yeah that's that's uh, been another episode of talking about Trek uh, we should probably say which episode we're doing next and we don't know what that is do we no okay so, I'll add this in later yeah hey everyone it's Pete here after making Sam watch that episode of Deep Space Nine I'm going to give him a gift give him his favourite thing we're going to watch an episode of Voyager, and that episode is Blood Fever. Um, so, yeah, so, uh, so that's the uh, end of the year of Talking About Trek. This has been the end of our, our first year of, of Talking About Trek. First, first, first year. And we haven't done it the whole year. We've, we've done 15 episodes in this year. But I, to be honest, 15 episodes, I think, is pretty damn impressive. It's pretty good. Maybe <laughs> we'll do 16 next year. I think. I yeah, think so. we'll see. Um, but thanks for listening uh, to, our, to this, this podcast. It's really fun to make. And we just love kind of getting together and hanging out and talking about Trek, really, don't we? So, yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah. And we will be back in the new year with another episode. And I'll, uh, we'll see you then. Yeah. Uh, say goodbye, Sam. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me.